On today's show, what are the Mavericks' three biggest problems? I know them. Injuries, talent, and coaching. Let's rank them. What are the Mavs' biggest issues? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. Believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section. Rank the Mavericks' three biggest issues injuries, coaching, and talent. Rank those three things. Joining me on a Monday from 105.3 The Fan. What you got for me, Reg Adetula? Um, Football is crazy, and that's why I'm here to talk basketball. Oh, I felt bad for the Lions. I thought they were going to make it happen. I mean, they did too, apparently, but then they got tight. And you know what happens when you get tight? That. <sighs> they went up, and they had control of it, and they just didn't. It is, it is what it is. All right. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks, who are also who also got tight early in, early in the season and are yeah. now are now uh, reeling as of right now because of some injuries, because of talent, because of coaching. And so we're going to take those three issues and we're going to talk about which one of those we think is the biggest deal for the Mavericks, which is the biggest issue for the Mavs, and talk through it. Why is it a big issue? Can it be solved? We'll talk through all that and get into it. Let's start here: coaching, injuries, overall talent. If you had to rank those three, how would you rank them from the big, the biggest issue to the least issue that the Mavericks have? Um, as of right now, I would go injuries first, mm. talent second, okay, coaching third. And it sounds kind of insane oh. because it feels like there's like there we have a consensus thought when it comes to Jason Kidd and what he brings to this Mavericks team. But I thought about it for for a little bit, and it feels like that's the way it goes: injuries, talent, coaching. I put them in the exact same order. I put okay. them in the same order. I, I think if the, if the, like, yes, I, I hear you about Jason Kidd, where that seems to be at least the, the, the most vocal of Mavs fans. That's where I feel like their frustration yeah. ha- is always going to go to. It, it's almost every fan base. <laughs> it happens that right. they get mad at the coach first, right? It's happening to the Cowboys right now. Like, like literally, everyone's, everyone's upset about McCarthy. It's the accountability point, right? Like you are the dude who is in charge. And so with that being the case, when people have issues, they're like, I would like to speak to the manager, head coach, Jason Kidd, right? Like I think that, <laughs> that is how this works, you know? Are you just, you're just accusing every fan that's mad at Jason Kidd? They're, they're all Karens. They're all asking for the manager. Unintentionally, I guess, yes. Um, I will not back down from this take. This that's, is now a hill that I'm I live with on you. and I will die I'm with on. you. But if you also think, that injuries and talent overall on the roster are also issues, which I can't imagine you wouldn't think that. Right. You, you listening right now, you don't think the Mavs have a talent problem and don't have an injury problem. Then coaching cannot be your number one thing, right? Because he hasn't been given the full team, but it's still on the list. Coaching I mean, still on Taylor, the list. Taylor Jenkins would, uh, would, would beg to disagree. Oh, for sure. There, there's, <laughs> there's, it's, it's a reason why coaching is, there's a reason coaching is on the list. Right. It's one of the three, but I wouldn't say it's the number one thing. Yeah. The number one thing though is injuries. It has to be. And if you start to look at some of the, the injury problems the Mavericks have had, Luca has been out for about seven games. The Mavs are three and four in those games, which is actually not as bad as last season. Kyrie has been out 
19 games. It'll be 20 games coming up on Monday because he's going to miss the Magic game. Uh, he's already ineligible for postseason awards. You have to play 65 yeah. games. He's not going to hit that mark. The Mavs are actually 10-9 and nine when he doesn't play this season, which really tracks for what the Mavs have done since the beginning of the season, right? Like, he hasn't played. Lively, I think, is also another one in this. The Mavs are 4-7 and seven when he doesn't play. He's missed about 11 games so far. And so they just are really hurting when they don't have those guys. They still, those three guys together, Luka, Kyrie, and Lively, have only played 18 games together. That's it. That's yeah. all they. That's all they've played. I mean, this is their biggest problem so far. Yeah, and in addition to that, I believe your two best players, who are like supposed to be the tent poles on who you build this team, like the the entirety of this team identity is, you will be able to score points. Yeah, and that is made possible because you have two engines of offense. They've played. Have they played like not much more than fifty percent of the games together that they have been on the same on the roster together? Right. Like this is not all, not all three of them. Right. And so with that being the case, it's just like it it takes away from the basic identity that you had. Right. And then on top of that, and Jason Kidd has actually spoken to this. Right. As far as you want to, like, listen to what Jason Kidd actually says. Right. But what when you have guys missing, it slides guys up the roster into different, you know, into different roles. And that's right. When you when you have a lot of appreciate that when you have a lot of guys <laughs> missing and you do that very frequently, it's hard for you to get guys in the right places. So now if this feels like the one that's most integral. Luke and Ka- listen, if if you want to say, wow, coaching should be able to take those guys and elevate them to the next level. Okay. Well then if they, if they can't, then it's talent. Then the talent is the problem. And these guys just haven't been available. Luca and Kyrie have played 22 games together. The Mavs are 25 and 21, which means they've played less than half the games together. That, right. uh, that just doesn't happen. And so now it takes me to this. Are you worried about Kyrie's injuries at this point? Because he's missing another game on Monday for a thumb injury. This is a different thing than the, you know, we'd call it a freak accident with the foot with Dwight Powell. But right. I would also say he had issues with his with, with the feet before Dwight Powell fell on it. So it's not like, you know, if, if maybe another player that happens to them, they probably don't miss as many games because he's had some issues with, with feet. He's now played in 27 of the Mavs, 47 games. He played in 20 of the 27 games last season. He's already ineligible for awards. And listen to this. This is the one that gets me. Here are the amount of games played straight. Like straight. Like the amount of games he's played straight. Yeah, not like heterosexual. Like the amount of games he's played yeah. in, in, a, in, a, in a row. I don't know that we know that much about his. Uh, I was say, his 100% of the games, I, I would assume. Um, but here's the games he's played in a row. He played 10 games in a row in the beginning of, of January of this year. Okay. He played six games in a row in the beginning or the middle of November. He played seven games in a row in the beginning of November. He played seven games in a row in March of last season and seven games in a row in February of last season. That's it. That's the only, the stretches of games that have been more than like two or three that he's played in a row. We have not seen him play more than 10 games in a row so far since joining the Mavericks. Now it hasn't been a lot of time, right? It's been what? Uh, it, he's pl- he's been here about seventy ish games, like like you know seventy two games or something like that total that he's been like on the Mavericks in avail and like around four. Right. So, but it's all that's almost a season, and we haven't seen him play ten over ten straight games yet. Like I, I, this is something I am starting to get worried about. That a fan came up to me the other day at a game and said he just feels like another Porzingis, where it just he comes back. They're to, they play together, it looks great, and then he gets hurt again. And you're just like, oh, now we have to start all over. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know that it necessarily has the same like negative feels as Porzingis because then there's also instances where he is playing and Luka Doncic is, and, and then you can see all the benefits that he brings to this. But the, the thing that's toughest about this is there's not like a, well, hopefully on the other side of something, right? It, it looks good. You can take this back probably, what, a decade or more, maybe 12 years at this point, and look at his various years. Uh, actually, you could probably take this all the way to college because he missed time in college as well. He did, like this, yeah. This is a feature of Kyrie, and I know that when you acquired him, the thing that was a focus was the other reason that he missed work, which we don't have to delve into this moment, right? But this this has been a staple of Kyrie Irving that he'll he'll miss a good 10, 15 games a season on you, and that's like that's the baseline. And it's not – I don't think that that makes, makes it so that you have to like, you know, get rid of him or you have to like cut him off from your future plans. Like that's – that's absurd. Like the, the the value that he brings as a player are clear and and you know grand, but what it does mean is that you have to have some level of contingencies. You have to understand and plan for that time that he misses. And as of right now, you're not really situated for that. But then also, like you have built, you really have built this thing on Kyrie and Luca will play x you know play this way, and you don't have any level of contingency for when they are not playing, and that that's tough. Like if you cannot get to the identity, the main identity, and I don't know that you have really have a secondary identity, honestly, when you can't get to the main identity of what your team is because you have guys missing and that's built in, that's really tough. And so the Mavs are stuck with this, right? They're, they're stuck with this for now because it's not, it's not like they can change his, his injury status or anything like that. No. And what you said, it's, it's, you know, it's sort of a, a feature of, of Kyrie at this point. And so the Mavs have to deal with it. And then, the reasons why they can't win some of these games without him or they don't look as good without him is because of coaching, can't elevate players, and then also the talent. So coming up, let's talk about the talent and why the talent level of this Mavericks team is the second biggest problem the Mavericks are dealing with. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Check out eBay Motors for all of your parts that you could possibly want. There's all kinds of different things. They have 122 million different parts to choose from at eBay Motors. You know that they're going to be able to keep your ride or die alive. So again, check out ebaymotors.com. They have all the things you need to maintain your car. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has you covered and they know that they'll get you the right prices to turn your car back into a driving machine. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. And that eBay guaranteed fit makes it guaranteed that it'll fit your car the first time. So check out ebaymotors.com. Also, I want to tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds and lines going into, oh man, the big game, the big game coming up. Not even I'm not even allowed to say the thing. Uh, go check it out. They already have a lineup for it. The 49ers, one and a half point favorites opening against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that one is interesting. Super Bowl MVP is already up. Patrick Mahomes is favored to win the MVP, even though the 49ers are favored to win that game. So go check it out. See what's available. If you think that one more, that like they're going to doubt the Chiefs one more time, go ahead and put some money on. Go to uh, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. If you want to support the show, text me, get text alerts from me, ask questions, all that kind of stuff. I send, you know, film breakdowns. I'll send mailbags. I'll do all kinds of stuff like that on subtext. Subscribe to the subtext link. Click the, the link in the description wherever you listen to this or text the number as well. Appreciate each and every one of you that does that. All right, Reggie, 
Second, talent. Overall talent for this team is the second biggest issue. Why? Um, well, for one, it, it pairs not yeah, it's like where to start. Uh, it pairs it. nicely with that issue of injuries, is that you have guys that, you know, are playing above their they're playing above their heads in the roles that they currently have. I mean, you got guys like Derrick Jones Jr., who you're playing as a starter, and I think a lot of people looked at as maybe like a rotation piece. Um, and he's played fairly well. Um, but then also on top of that, like we can talk about defense for a second, can't we? Right? Like you do not have sure. the guys necessary to play defense. And as last time I checked, vital part of basketball, you know, like like the, there's those things. And so you pair that with not having any, you know, not having the guys to give you, you know, depth or whatever should your main guy leave, right? Like Tim Hardaway Jr. In, steps up to being your second player, second best player when Kyrie Irving is out, at least when it comes to offensively, he, he is a roller coaster, right? When he is hot, it's fantastic. When he is off, like, I don't know what you're into, what you're expected to do. So like, that is a talent issue. And then on top of that, your game, your game style is very limited because you do not have the, you don't have the, you know, richness of pieces of players to be able to do anything other. It feels like. It's interesting. You brought up the Tim Hardaway jr. Conundrum for this Mavericks team. I put that all under coaching because I think that it's them not giving them another option, but it could be talent too. Like these things go interchangeably. Does the coach coach the team that he has in front of him? Or does he have like, you know, a system and try and run the system with the players that he has. Uh, And so, and try and plug those players into it. And it's, you just can go back and forth, chicken and egg, depending on what it is. Well, within, within that coaching um, thought of, of uh, that particular conundrum, right? Like, let's take it the last few games. Kyrie Irving's been out with the right thumb spring. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who then becomes your second best player, second best uh, score offensively? Like, your second best offensive option forever, right? Yeah, if it's not Tim Hardaway Jr., who is it? Is it Jaden Hardy, who has not been consistent in those circumstances? Is it Josh Green? Is it Grant Williams who popped up and gave you a good 20-some? What was it, 27? I can't even remember um like who is it and they're they're not consistent in that way either so it's still i think it still comes to that same place of you do not you don't have you know that that talent that's able to be there i mean hell we've been talking about the idea of like your backup big you don't have anybody in your big room like i don't even know what kind of things coaching can do when you do not have uh you know any level of cards to play right you playing with a two-hand deck in, in this circumstance and there's not there's not a lot of not a lot of uh, various things that I think you can get to, even if your coaching is wildly astute. Yeah, I start looking at who's your third best player. That you know, which is the question you came to pretty early. There, it's like, all right, who's your third best player? If the third best player, if the answer is Tim Hardaway Jr. or I thought maybe Grant Williams could step into that role this season, even that, but it, it's probably been Derek Lively overall. Like any of those answers, though, is just not good enough for the what you expect from a team with Luca, with Kyrie, you know, with, with those two all-stars. If you look at the offense, the on and off with Luca and Kyrie, Luca on the court, 120 offensive rating. Amazing. Not amazing this season, but very good. Yeah. Um, this season, 120, like, I feel like every star player has that. Um, Luca off the court, 116. That's not too bad. That's not too bad of an offensive rating, but it's because when Luca's off the floor and Kyrie's on the floor, you have 123 offensive rating, which is, which is very good. So, He's held it up when they're both together. 120, 121. Great. Like you're following me. If Luca's on, if Kyrie's on, if they're both on, if both of them are off the court, it drops from a hundred around 120. All these have been 120, right? Yes. To 106. 
That's like awful. Not what you want. That's awful. Not what you want. That's the worst. Like that's the, they literally, yeah, they just literally cannot withstand any time with, with Luca or Kyrie both off the floor. And you, they've both been off the floor with injuries <laughs> this whole season on and off. And so some of that you can go to coaching and I'll bring up some of that a little bit later, but man, you're just, you're just so limited in that aspect. Yeah. I mean like that, there it is right there. And again, that is us just talking about offense, which is supposed to be the strength of this team, right? Talk less of now you start talking about defense and the, the ideas of size, right? There you're, you're limited in size. You're limited in defensive a- acumen. You're limited when it comes to rebounding because you only have one guy who really is profiled like a rebounder, right? Like all these things then put you in some levels of boxes. And I don't even know if the best coaching circumstances can get, get you in great, uh, great places when you do not give them the groceries to cook with, you know? But then you look at what, you look at what uh, Mark Dagnall was able to do with the Thunder the last couple of years and what Taylor Jenkins is able to do with the Grizzlies. You're just like, all right, well, could, couldn't they just – and there are definitely some games, that, and there have been definite games. There's been at least five games this season that I've, I've talked about. I did a whole episode about those five games. Yes. That the Mavericks lost, that they had more talent than, and that they should have won, and I think those were on coaching. And so, like, yeah, you can definitely do that. But then a lot of these other games, the game the other night against the Kings was about talent to me was about that they just got beat by a more talented team and the Mavs, you know, just came up short in that one. And in some of that second night of back-to-back, the defense too is it really shows up on the on defense. When Derek Lively's on the court, their defense rating's 115. It's pretty good. That's like above yeah. average this season. Right. So you're good with that. When he's off the floor, 121 defensive oh. rating, which is which is bad. So that's a big yeah. that's a 6-point swing right there. When Derek Jones Jr. and Derek Lively are on the court together, your defense rating is 111. That's very good. You like wow, okay. you like that. That's good. When uh, there are no bigs, so they try the small ball, the real small ball stuff. So like no Maxi, no Lively, no Dwight Powell, even no Rashawn Holmes. 126 defensive rating. I mean, it just yeah. falls off a cliff completely. So if you go in a game from Lively on the court to Lively off and no bigs, like your defense is just falling off so hard. And this is because of I think this is because of defensive talent. Like you just can't expect to throw some of these guys out there and have a good defense. I mean, they just don't have enough above average defenders to do that. No, man. Like I know that we were talking on, on the fan a little bit at one point about Luca and the ways in which like, Hey man, his he's, he's given more effort in the things and like, Hey man, he can't move his feet. And I'm like, yes, yes, I know. So, right. So we like do, this. so we've done both sides of the ball now where it's like, well, they don't have the guys to score and they don't have the guys to defend. What the hell do they have? <laughs> like sort of my question right now and i wrote this other question inconsistent role players by design question mark oh um by design is a tough i i I, because it's hard to for anybody to be like i would not like to have you know (laughs) consistency right like especially for someone like jason kidd who loves going and changing up the lineup and getting different people involved right like that's that kind of reeks of somebody who's like i want to have various options to play with Having consistency lets you know, I know what I'm going to get when I put this player on the floor. And you don't, right? Like, I don't yeah. know what you're going to get when you put Josh Green on the floor. I don't know what That's you're right. going to get when you put Jaden Hardy on the floor. I don't know what you're going to get when you put Omax on the floor, right? Tim, I, like, either, I, Tim either. Like, you know you're going to get one of two games. You're going to get a, a, right. a Tim game where it looks like Hardaway Sr. is in the building, and you're going to look you're gonna look at one that looks like he's played two games in one day. Like, you know, like, and, right, and but even, I think even I think some of it may be by design because they got some of these guys where all right they don't need the ball in their hands and we can you know we can go get these guys and they can play with Luca and play in this style uh-huh. and so I think some of that is but 
You mentioned well, I, the, the most inconsistent ones are the young one, the young guys, right? In Hardy, Josh Green, um, you know, Grant Williams has been inconsistent for sure this year. Uh, Tim is not young, but uh, but inconsistent. I mean, that's where you found the inconsistencies a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Because I was about to say, like, the question then becomes: if you talk about like by design, is like, all right, what is actually available to them? Because some of this is like they are trying to manufacture some things you know with all due respect to those guys off the scrap heap right like you went and got Derek Jones Jr. as you know a a low-cost option you went and brought Dante Exum back to the league from (laughs) Europe right like you were you were trying to find things you're trying to find steals diamonds in the rough and the reason why they're diamonds in the rough is because you know there's some rough to it and but it is fair to also talk to the you know talk about the point that you feel like you're set when it comes to starting caliber guards, right? And so anybody that's close to that, that needs the ball in their hand in any, any way, you're like, that's that kind of goes against what you have here. But some of that is the, the circumstances that you that you had to be in because Luka Doncic is a player that you want the ball in his hands. And then when you had an opportunity to pounce on a star caliber player, it happened to be another dude who needs the ball in his hands. And so you kind of, by circumstance, got to a place where this has to be the game plan that we go with. The, re- the Mavericks have are at a talent disadvantage a lot of nights. In- injuries because of you know, injuries are, are one of the reasons. The other reasons why is they whiffed on a couple of off seasons in a row and you just can't do that. And that goes even back to the Donnie Nelson regime, but you whiffed on a couple of off seasons. You didn't bring in, you didn't bring in more talent. Luca was too good, too fast, right? That can go back to, yep. I mean, look at the difference between the, the thunder and the Mavericks. Right? Like that's, that's the prime example of you. You're too good, too fast. Yeah. SGA came along a little bit more slowly. They were bad. They, you know, all that. And then Mavericks, tried with Luca and Porzingis. And then since that didn't work, then they had to move off of him. And that basically lost a lot of assets for him. And then here we are, but that's the uh, reason why it's been an issue. And it still is. If they're healthy, I don't think talent is as big of an issue. And so that's why I put it second, because I think if they're healthy, then at least, all right, you have the makings of what looks like a good team, but they just haven't had that. But yeah. coming up, I think coaching is still an issue. Let's talk about why it's an issue, what the Mavericks can do about it. How are they so reliant on threes? I've got some stats for you. It's, it's eye-opening. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode of Lockdown Maps is brought to you by Quiz, the Quiz app. Go to app.quiz with three eyes.com or you can go to uh you can go to uh trivia. What's the address? Uh this episode of Lockdown Maps brought to you by Quiz. Go check it out. Quiz with three eyes. That's how I go to it. I go to it quiz with three eyes. It's, I just remember it much better than some of these other these other names for it. You can win free money by just answering NBA questions. I did it earlier today. I won a dollar. I just went in and I answered five NBA questions correctly. I beat somebody else that I was playing against and I won a dollar. And you can just keep going back. And that was a free game. You can play, you can deposit some money and win more. You win money by being right about NBA stuff. They have an NBA quiz game that you can check, test your knowledge and all that. If you think you're smarter than me, if you think you're smarter than Reggie or anybody else that's been on this show, go test your knowledge on it. If that question about all kinds of NBA teams, again, check, go check it out. The NBA quiz will test your knowledge. You can play with friends as well. You don't have to download anything. You just go to the site app.quiz with three eyes.com to start playing today. Go check it out. See what's available there. They've got all kinds of other stuff too. There was a movie one. There was like general knowledge. Uh, the general knowledge one I answered and I, got, I, I won that one too. Play now, showcase your skills, take home cash prizes, app.quiz3eyes.com, app.quiz.com, where fans become champions. Shut it down! Let's go home! All right, Reggie, let's talk about coaching. Talk about practice, talk about going to practice, talk about designing practice. 
third, the third biggest issue for the Mavericks, I do believe, is coaching. Um, Jason Kidd, after Luca's 73-point game, said some say they are the system, but he is the game plan. Luca is the game plan. My question to you is, is that a good thing? Do you look at that as a, a thing from Jason Kidd and say, all right, if Luca's the game plan, is that a positive thing for the Mavericks? Especially if it's the if it's the entirety of the game plan, yes, that's that's probably not what you what you want it to be. Like this is the thing, right? And I'm going to compare this to football and I apologize to anybody whose eyes roll, right? But in this postseason <laughs> for the NFL, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that I have taken away as a as a real um highlight is coaching should give you a schematic advantage, right? Your mm. talent is one thing, but that coaching needs to give you a schematic advantage and bring it back to the NBA. One of the reasons that everybody lost their, you know, proverbial, you know what, when the Bucks trying to make a change, go and get, um, you know, Glenn Doc Rivers, Glenn, right, is that they look up and they go, we know damn well that he does not give you an advantage from the bench, right? Speaking in that same place, the reason why people wanted to get Bootenholzer out of there when he was in that place is because it felt like he did not give you enough of an advantage over the talent that you already have. And so you have a fantastic talent in Luka Doncic. You have a fantastic talent in Kyrie Irving, right? And while we understand that it's not perfect around those guys, there's a lot of times where I'm left asking, what is it that Jason Kidd adds to what is happening on the floor? Now, we've, I think we've both acknowledged the, the you know, personnel management, the person, you know, ego, I guess, for lack of yeah, a better word, management, management yeah. right? And that matters. But when it comes down to getting on this floor, what are you adding? One of the things that really frustrates me is he's a dude who cares a lot about defense. And he talks a lot about how when they when they give effort, the defense is better. And he's it's it's right in that. But I mean, we see very often times where if the offense isn't there, the defensive effort is gone. They yeah, let go of the rope. Immediately. And he said that publicly. He said our best defense is, is, a, is a good offense. Right. And so when that's and I'm like, I mean, look, it's it's very antiquated. It's very easy to be like a armchair quarterback in this way and be like, well, why don't you motivate them? But in a way, it's like, yeah, but also like this, I don't know, this is part of your, this is partially in your purview, especially not having like a floor general, you know, captain necessarily in that locker room that feels like they would, you know, create that baseline for your team. I think Luca's, like Luca's almost there this season. Ooh, that's tough because Luca is still out here arguing with refs and stuff in in that regard. And he's one of the people that also needs that baseline established for him. The, right. Draymond does the same thing. And everyone would call Draymond a lead, like a leader on, okay. on the court for the Warriors, right? Like well, That's fair enough. Go, go back that's to your, go back to your thing about Jason Kidd not being the raw raw guy. Does that bother you that he is not like like especially I see people say this a lot, and I kind of I tend to agree. When Luca is getting not getting foul calls that he wants, and he's going at the refs. Why, like, why doesn't Jason Kidd just go at a just go at a ref? The other night, Tony Brothers was not giving him calls, and I don't know if he should have gotten them or not. I was my seat was too far too far away from that side of the floor to tell yeah. if like the minuscule contact was there. But Jason Kidd pulls aside Tony Brothers and like calmly talks to him for like almost the entire timeout about about foul calls and things like that and you just kind of like just make the show of it sometimes sometimes and he just never does that's not going to be what he is that's not what he was as a player yeah uh, in a way yes because there are moments where that like the fan and me comes out and i'm like dude there is something to be said for like i imagine making the show of it helps it go over smoother we've talked about mm. it the ways in which the way that jason kidd goes about his business is not good for like the pr of this all right like right. we've talked about that however 
also I acknowledge that's not who he is and it's kind of unfair to expect him to be something that he's not. Mm. But what I do need you to find is some level, like we still got to get the job done, right? Like we, we, we still have to ultimately figure out how to achieve the results. And the tough part about it is that you are not seeing the results there. And I get it, right? Some of this has to somewhat come intrinsically. He talks about the idea that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not playing, right? And I understand what he's trying to say is the idea that these guys need on the floor actually need to find a way to draw that up from within them. That doesn't mean that you can't do something to help gin that up, you know, mm. and it feel it feels like from the outside looking in, right? I, I'm not privy to all of these things, but it feels like he's not have answers in that regard. And that's really tough to deal with. I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. Shadow. Yeah, I had to. You can't say it like that. <laughs> really can't. <laughs> no, he said that last year. I'll give, I'll give him credit on that. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him that one. The thing, though. The Mavs are so reliant on threes. And to me, I think this is the tactical schematic advantage that I think that they're, they're missing. They're so reliant on threes. Get ready for this. When they shoot 37% from three or higher as a team, they are 18 and four. That is the third best record in the NBA when teams shoot over 37% from three. The Celtics are 20 and two. The Thunder are 22 and four. The Mavs are 18 and four. The Bucks are 19 and five. The Sixers are 15 and four. Like, they are an elite team when they hit that number of shots. And that's what drives us nuts as we see that side of it where we go, this team could beat anybody. They literally can. They've lost four games when they shoot, you know, 37% or when they shoot under 37%, not just like a bad percentage, but just even like an average or below average percent from three. They are seven and 17. That is the seventh worst record in the NBA. Uh, that is, you know, the only ones worse than that. Detroit. Washington, San Antonio, Portland, Charlotte, and then Toronto. That's the only teams that have a worse record when they shoot under 37% from three. Great company, if you ask me. I don't know. And if you want to compare, okay, well, how did those how did those other teams do when they don't shoot well from three, right? Here are the top teams that shoot, like the, the Mavericks were up with before when they shoot 37%. When those teams shoot under 37%, the Celtics are 15 and nine. Thunder are 10 and nine. The Bucks are 13 and 9, the Sixers are 14 and 11, and the Nuggets are 10 and 9. And so you're like, all right, they all at least have winning records in that. And the Mavericks are 7 and 17. Yeah. When they shoot under. And when they shoot under 30%, so they shoot bad from 3, you get this. They're tied for last with worst record. Do you want to guess how many games they've won? Is it 1? They are 0 and 6. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> When they shoot under 37% from three or under under 30% from three, they're just so reliant on this, on threes. I'm going to keep going because I got two more stats I wanted to share here. Please uh, do. With Tim and Luca, it's so, like it's so much a feature of their games and not and not a, a bug. The Mavs, <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. shoots over 30, 30%. Like not even a good percentage, just over, just not god awful. <laughs> over 30%. Just Tim by himself. They're 18 and 10. <laughs> when he shoots under 30%, they're four and eight. Good God. That's split even with a role player, your sixth man. Like just that's been such a big deal because of Luca missed games, Kyrie missed games. The team right. is dependent on it. When Luca, so this one makes this one would make sense to people. When Luca shoots over 30% from three, they're 17 and eight. When he shoots under 30%, they're five and nine which is like almost the same record as the Tim one. So like those two guys have to shoot well from three. If they don't, you're probably not going to win the game. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen very often. 
they have a lot of volume themselves as well. Yeah. But I mean, like, this is the tough part when we talk about like even the, the caricature of analytics is like all oh, three point shots and buckets, right? Like and buckets at the rim, right? And yeah. layups and dunks, right? That's part of it. That's the second or the most efficient shot before the three, right? And so that's the tough part about it. That's the part of the diet that it feels like they just do not get enough of. And that's the part of the diet that's more sustainable that also adds to you getting fouls, right? Yeah. That also adds to you getting points at the line. And it feels like they have not, even though they have a few players, again, this is where we come back to talent. They don't have like great talent in the cutting and, you know, slashing department, but they have a few guys that absolutely can get downhill if you prioritize it. And I think this was, this is where it comes back to what you were talking about is it feels like they don't prioritize it to at least a high enough extent. It's Luca's the game plan, right? And Luca doesn't he he's not in that that ball handling system because he is he is the he is the game plan at this point. And so that's why I think coaching has been an issue for the Mavericks. Uh injuries, talent, coaching. If you're if you're somebody that's li- that wanted to listen to this show to figure out what's wrong with the Mavericks, like why aren't they better than what they are? Those are the three reasons. We gave them to you. Let me know in the comment section how would you rank those? Where did we get it wrong? Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.